So hello, everyone. Ivana Ritchie is tuning in with one of my amazing past clients, Carrie Hickey. So happy to have her on here today. We're here to kind of bring light to everything that's happened to Carrie's life ever since she came to work with me, everything that she's been through and the things that she's overcome and some of the results that have happened in her life as a result of taking action. So Carrie, welcome. Is there anything you want to Thank say? Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so happy to have you. And anybody who's tuning in, feel free to ask questions. Feel free to interact, whether you are watching live or if you're on the replay. But we're going to take you through this journey where you're going to get um, an insight to how this is possible for you too. So the big thing that we're going to talk about, the theme is how Carrie went from feeling hopeless to now loving herself, being in her power, having boundaries, being in tune with what her true purpose is, being more connected in terms of her spirituality. And so this is what we're diving into today. So Carrie, tell us a little bit about your story and what was going on in your world before you came to work with me. Oh, well, um, my father passed away in May, three years ago, and me and my husband, I had known he had started his own business. Um, he had, he was changing and I knew it and I knew he was hooked on meth and I could not get him to see it because he kind of had narcissistic behaviors and could deflect. And in August of that year, two months later, he had a motorcycle accident and which paralyzed him. He has major brain damage and he will forever live in a nursing home. So that took and changed the entire story of my life. Um, then that's when I reached out to you because the grief was so overwhelming. I had to shut down a business of his. I never knew how to do that, go to court, get conservatorship. I was, I, just, I was just lost. I was, I can't even think of the word how bad I was. I was in total anguish. And then once things settled down and I finally got him in a nursing home, but it was three hours away, I started working with you. And I don't remember what class it was, but you had us write down all these traumatic symptoms. There was 14 of them. I checked 12. I just read this today again. I can't check a single one of them. Wow. That's how far I've came. Wow, Carrie. Yeah. And I just, that's what I just found. And I'm like, wow. And I'm looking over it and I'm like, I can't check a single one of those now. Wow. That's huge. That was pretty amazing. That was huge for me. That was a big eye opener. So. So that's, that's huge. So what were you, what were you doing back then? Like, were you getting any support? Were you? Well, now at the time I had a lot of support from my community. I was not in therapy at that time, but I had done lots of therapy prior to, to this that just got me a lot of prescriptions <laughs> and just going over the stories over and over and over again. Because, you know, childhood things, anything I was, it was just talking it out and never getting anywhere. You know, I never had tools. And I had 
I mean, I went to one doctor once and because I answered three questions, no, he goes, you're bipolar. And I'm like, out of 10 questions, hmm. you know? Um, so I did go in um, for three days. I had gone and did a lot of testing and it was just off the charts anxiety. So I dealt with that and faced that. And then once I met Glenn, I pretty much kind of stopped uh, over that period um, and just, um, uh, you know, our relationship it was a lot of up and downs. He was, you know, so, and then um, we battled and then we moved up here to Lake of the Ozarks and our lives got really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then Glenn's demons caught up with him. So what would you say, like, how are you feeling about yourself? How are you handling the circumstances of your life? How are you handling everything that at the was, time? At the time versus oh, at the time, I was shy. I was quiet. I was. I cried all the time. I never went out. I hid when I did. <laughs> you know, um, I was like you know, flower on the wall mm. type of person. And a lot of actually, I guess, um, going to court and stuff. That um, what that did to my anxiety you know, having to do all that stuff by myself. And so, and then resentment came out of that because he had family and I was doing all this alone, you know, and at 54, you don't realize, you don't start thinking you have to deal with nursing homes. And and, 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 and he went and got a Harley. He had, in his business wasn't even open a year. He made $200,000. He was successful. He had seven hundred dollars in his bank account, so he had he was he was had a gambling problem on top of it, and he went and bought a Harley instead of insurance. So that was also something else I had to take on, is figure out how we were going to do this and take care of him the rest of his life. But um, I had a lot of friends at the time, and then I was taking your classes and. They were hard. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. They broke me, but they needed to. Yeah. It's scary. You, yeah. You've done a lot. You did a little bit of private coaching. You took some programs. You did some courses. You took a, a bunch of classes. So you, you've done a lot. Uh, Kim said she, she agrees. That's what they're doing to her too. So she's having a similar experience. Now, Karen, mm. what was it that made you want to reach out and work with me? And what were your desires? Like, what did you well, want to accomplish with the coaching relationship? Understanding that I was going through ambiguous loss. It wasn't just the death. And I learned what could happen to me and what happens. I could become so dysfunctional. I knew I was already had no self-confidence to begin with. And I knew I was going to have to face this world on my own for a while. And I could either stand up or I could go down on my knees. And I'm not. I just, I, you know, I just went, I knew I needed to go a different direction than therapy. I knew that. And I had been stalking you probably for a year. And I absolutely loved your tutorials and all that. And I think I even reached out to you for the first time in the parking lot of the hospital while Glenn was in a coma. Mm -hmm. And that's when I knew, okay, life is not ever going to be the same. You need to figure out and you're going to need some guidance. And so, and that's how 
me and you started. <laughs> That's how you took it, took the step and made it happen. Yeah. So yeah. when you, when you learned, when you integrated, when you applied the things that I coached you on and that you learned, um, how did that make you feel? And what did you start noticing in your life? What did, what started to shift? Well, I, I'm, I can honestly say in the beginning, when you started talking about um, our past traumas, it, I, it didn't really resonate until a while. And then I started realizing, oh my gosh, I do handle myself from what I've learned from my past. And that's when I opened myself up so much more to listening to what you were saying. And I learned that the dialogue in my head was the most negative dialogue I'd ever, I mean, I was constant in negative talk. So of course I got all your affirmation cards. And then I just started posting affirmations everywhere. And it took, I know it takes habit and I still have to get up and read them every day because I want to change the tone in my head. And, and, and it's working because now I can walk in. I go to, I hang out at a, at, at a coffee shop. And I used to walk in and anywhere I'd walk in, I was walking in with my head down, never looked at eye to eye. Now I walk in. Okay. Tall. <laughs> yeah. I look at hey, Mr. Jim, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, Dean, how you doing? You know, um, and now I feel like part of the community, even though it came out of a trauma. And of course, I live in a small town, so everybody knows and you know how the story, you know, you get rumors, but the people who care for me the most, they know who I am and I wasn't that, mm. you know, so, That's and nice. a lot of people were like, you know, leave him, leave him. And nobody would have cared. Nobody, I would have been completely justified, but I can't. And so I, it took a long time to grieve and to accept, to learn that I was, that I chose to stand by my husband for the rest of my life. And his, mostly. Because you had mentioned that once he got into the motorcycle accident and um, it affected his brain the way you did, the way it did, uh, you thought his brain what like now I'm oh, yeah. gonna have to be alone and you said not until now were you ever on your own in your life never. right never this is the first time I've ever been on my own and I've been on my own for the last three years and it is every woman in this world should live at least one to two years on their own I just think that would be so good and so such a good thing for every woman to do and to know they can. So if you could put a finger on the internal shifts that happened from before you came into my world, into my coaching um, versus how it was back then, what are some things that you now have internally? What is now your foundation? What are Gosh. some things that you've built up? If you could put a name my on My boundaries, my boundaries, number one. I That was the hugest thing because that what was killing me when I was, because like you said, Glenn is different. His brain is different. He says things and I would stand and take it. I've learned those boundaries and it's healthy for me. The, the self-dialogue, I've learned my self-worth. I, I am so much more than my trauma. 
that I'm just so much more than all of this. This is just the part of everybody's got their own stuff. I get it. It's just a different situation. I'm just so much more than that. I love it. I love it. And how about the outside? Did you notice any shifts uh, in terms of how you were um, getting work opportunities or how you oh, were? Yeah. You know, I, I, I have to, I have to turn work down. Um, of course, you know, I, you know where I'm at too yeah. in the summertime. In the wintertime, I have the down times because it's a small town and it's a touristy tourist place. But you know, um, last year I overdid it. Mm-hmm. This year I'm putting up those new boundaries because yeah. I still have to give, I still make sure to give those days that if I don't give myself love in those days for my down times, because sometimes I do wake up. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, I feel like I've taken five steps backwards. And the one thing you taught me is, Carrie, it's okay to go in there and just ball your eyes out for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, that makes me feel so much better to just release it and then turn on some good music. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, music is huge. <laughs> so um, you got your your clientele spike, you started shifting how you're feeling internally. Those boundaries came into place. Now you felt your level of worth, which had already been there, but now you were actually feeling it. You felt like you were overcoming your trauma. You started removing the negative self-talk. You were finding your way back to you. And so things were starting to fall into place. Can you talk to us a little bit about your relationships? Was it something that shifted in your relationships? Did you know? My like my relationships got stronger because like I am so lucky to have a group of girlfriends that I have known like from high school on. So we have gone through so much together. And so we've always had that tight knit family bond that they were always there for me. Me and my daughter, my grandson, wonderful. Um, I think the biggest problem at that point, too, was Glenn was, I remember, I couldn't, I had to get Glenn three hours away from here. Was the first place I forgot about that. He was, you know, it was a six-hour drive just to see him. And in the summertime, I'm so busy here, and it was so difficult. And I was turned down three times over here at Lori Care Center. And because of you and your husband, I just realized I had gone to Mount Vernon and took a video because they just see paperwork of of the client and the patient and don't see the person and took a video of this person can talk. He can watch TV. He can communicate. I walked right into that place with, and I got the nursing staff, the director and the social worker, and I showed them the video and I begged. I, well, I gave my case <laughs> and they accepted him and they moved him up here to me. And that has made my life so much better and easier. You know, I, it still has its challenges because I'm the only one who does go and see him. It's kind of hard, you know, how people go in nursing homes out of sight, out of mind. But that's, I had to learn that that's not on me. I go and see him. And I have to let go who doesn't. Um, but I'm just so grateful he's up here with me. Um, it's like I'm getting to know him and his cycle better. And I can. But then again, that's where the boundaries came in. 
better than when he was in Mount Vernon because I didn't get to see him as much. And I felt guilty leaving right away after driving three hours. Right now, I live five minutes away. I don't mind leaving. And he knows. He knows when he said that wrong thing, I pick up that purse. He goes, see you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't go. I won't say it again, but yeah, you will. So do you think, do you think, Kara, that it would have been possible to have your husband so close to you if it weren't for this experience of working? No, together? absolutely would not. Would you not absolutely have gone in there not. like that and demanded no. that no. his never. quality of never. life change it? Never. <laughs> no. never. I sat in my car. I did all my little tricks, my get present, you know, don't go in with any expectations, <laughs> positive, you know, state your case, you know, and they've actually become quite a a close, very close little family with me because they see me, they say, Carrie, you come up here more than anybody ever gets a visit. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, half the time it's five minutes on depending on Glenn's mood, but you know, I'm there for him and he knows who I am. And, And there are days that we have great days. He just has no, not, he has no memory of living here, having his business, doing the drugs, none of it. He still thinks we live in Springfield and he's 10 years younger. So, but yet he does have little holes and it's just, it's amazing what a brain image trauma uh, can do to a person. Mm-hmm. So, so what is what was different working with me in comparison what you had learned in the past or what you had been exposed to in the past? And how is that allowing you that now, even today, as you are on your own, where you're not actively doing coaching right now, uh, how is that allowing you to have these tools and be able to be on top of the world? Because my big thing is I don't want my clients only to thrive when they're with me. I want them to be fine on their own. So what was, what was the biggest difference you would say working with someone in the past versus working with me? The biggest difference is you didn't make me go over it. You didn't, I never even had to sit and really tell you Glenn's story. You just knew I came from trauma. And we didn't have to bring up our trauma from childhood. We just, we did that on our own. We didn't go over and over it. And then you gave me the tools, the, 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 the listen to listen was huge tool. The be present tool. Uh, one of Joshua's biggest tools, react or don't react, respond, respond, don't react. That was a big one for me. Um, so many different, you just made me comfortable in my entire skin for the first time in my entire life. You made me love me. And you, it wasn't just all about the situation. Like, you know, you're not the bad thing that happened. You showed me what I was and could be. And, but it's not something that just snaps if I don't get up and keep myself focused and keep all these tools, I'll go right back. It's mm. amazing. So now you have this foundation where you know what to do, how to yeah. turn inward, how to get yeah. yourself right. And what I think is so beautiful is not only has Carrie's life, his or her internal life gotten so much better, 
but now she's talking to her daughter every day. She has the most amazing relationship with her friends, with her grandson. She has increased the quality of life for her husband now, who's only five minutes away from her versus before she had to commute so far and was so frustrating. And I, I remember the pressure on your shoulders of like, how, how do I handle this? What do I do with this? And you've kind of like pieced your life together in a way that works perfectly for you by doing the inner work. And that's what I love to see. And for those of you who not seen Carrie before, I had just shared with her how <laughs> it wasn't even that long ago we got on camera. It was like a little mastermind setting and she was hiding. She didn't want to come on camera. She didn't want to talk. And now yeah. she's like this social butterfly, fully radiant. And I'm, I'm just <laughs> loving it because it's, 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 it's there's such a radiance coming from the inside that it's now uh, externally uh, radiating as well. And Carrie, you had mentioned that this not only affected everything we just talked about, but it completely transformed how you viewed your body. You're comfortable in your body. Oh, absolutely. I can tell I'm, you're looking younger. Like I every have day. every scar, every bump, every freckle I have. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I yeah. Love it. So, uh, what 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 is the biggest shift in terms of how you see yourself now, right? Versus mm-hmm. how you saw yourself before. And did you have? Never... Go ahead. Go ahead. I never saw myself before. Hmm. I don't think. I think I was just um, doing what I was supposed to do. You know, or I, I didn't think I was worthy enough or valued enough. Ever, you know, I always felt less than hmm. I did. I always felt less than or like I was a phony. So I, I don't know why. I never, you know, it's just... Um, Maybe I just never felt like I'd grown up. You made me an adult (laughs) (laughs) or feel like an adult. You know, I'm 54 years old. I know I'm an adult, but inside I still feel like this little kid, you know, and I love that. So if someone were to say, well, how is that possible? How is it possible to be dealing with ambiguous grief? How is it possible to go from all the traumatic experiences that she had and being at the age that she was when she started working with you and to have that complete transformation, like, how is that possible? What would you say to that person? It's a choice. You accept it. If you say yes to it, you can't gripe about it. You take it on a hundred percent. When I married my husband, I didn't, I gave him vows. I didn't make a wish with him. I made vows. Uh, that's my choice. I'm not going to disrespect anybody who chooses d- different because, in, you know, everyone's different. I love my husband. I now see the demons my husband didn't ha- had even more so now that I know a lot of his childhood. Um, I've reconciled him with his father, which caused issues, but it was the right thing to do. Um, he wanted it. It was the most beautiful thing ever. Um Remind me the question again. I just went blank off on Glenn and his dad. Well, if someone were to say, how is it possible? You know, you were already in your fifties. You, um, you, you already saw yourself like you weren't good enough. You were dealing now with this ambiguous grief. You had so much on your plate, so much stacked up. How was it possible for you to transform your life? And now it was changing the dialogue in my head. Mm Mm-hmm. The dialogue in my head. Um, I I am worth it. We're all important. I am important. Glenn's important. You're important. 
anybody listening to this, everybody's important. You can either stand up or sit down. I chose to stand up. Mm-hmm. And what was it that made you decide to take action? Like what happened in Carrie's life? And you're like, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to change. I'm going to reach out for help. I'm going to get that coaching. I'm going to invest in myself. It's probably a lot of my dad in me. Um, I just, I deserved it. The only way I was going to be able to give anything to anybody else if, if I fixed myself. And I need, I had a grandson. I have one daughter whose father's dead. So she's just got me. Um, Glenn needed me. I needed me. I was alone. Now I needed to come back to myself so I could make the proper choices because I wasn't sure what I was going to do, you know, in in the beginning because everything was so chaotic for months, probably for almost a year that my head was just spinning in all different directions and then being present being present and stop thinking about the future. I'm not worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm just going to worry about what happens today. Mm-hmm. So how would you describe the the support of um, having someone alongside you as you are working on elevating this relationship with yourself? Oh, I couldn't have done it without you guys. Couldn't have done any of this without the help and the tools and just some of the analogies you and your husband come up with are just amazing. I'm sorry. They stick with you. I can't, (laughs) I can't wash my hands. Thanks, Joshua, without making me think about Joshua. Because when I wash my hands, I'm washing my hands. (laughs) You know, you've been there. Yeah. Um, so, so Carrie so is actually um, one of my clients who actually also worked with my husband. So she got the, the, the both of best worlds. And obviously she fitted yes. in different ways from both of us. And that's something, if you don't know, if you're new to my world, I work with my clients alone. I also do it with my husband. And then he also works with his clients separately. So sometimes it all comes together and then our clients get the best of both worlds. So that's really what Carrie's experienced. So Carrie, now that I mentioned that and that you brought it up, what would you say to someone who's hesitant and who's hesitant about coming to our love manifestation workshop to actually get us an action in person? <laughs> oh my gosh, go gas your car up and get ready and start packing. Why? <laughs> this list look at this list i checked off 12 out of 14 and i can't say one thing to this list no depression no anxiety well i embrace my anxiety that's different ptsd panic attacks don't have them i don't have no more nightmares i don't have any more emotional stress and when i do i know how to deal with it Uh, my relationships are great i don't I feel everything. I am not numb anymore. Uh, I don't have difficult concentrating anymore. The negative thoughts. It, it, but I tell you, you've got to keep the affirmations going. Um, I don't feel hopelessness anymore. I feel, I feel excited about my future at 54 years old. And I have no more self-destructive behaviors. 
I love it. Um, It's just, I can't believe I can't check off one thing on that list. That is amazing. And it takes a lot of work. It does. It doesn't say, listen to your class, print out the paperwork, and then just show up the next day. It's read the paperwork, do the homework, make your own notes, and go over them. Get the love book. Get this book. (laughs) Yeah. And the self-talk help book, it's in here. It's awesome. Um, And just keep, don't just let, expect that you know I've kept in touch with you guys um and I know there's a day I'll probably need to come back for a little refresher course um because things aren't are going to change in my life and I will probably need some help along the way and I'm and that's okay and I know that's gonna happen but I know where to go and I love how you mentioned that because the coaching in my world is not about codependency. It's not about me yeah. having power over you. It's actually me helping you unleash what's within. So then you can mm-hmm. go on on your own. But then you also know that you can come back whenever you need, uh, whenever you need to, yes. yes. when you want to up level. Yes. So that's why I really wanted to ask that question. What if someone is like, hmm, I don't really know if I should get coaching or not. I'm on the fence. Mm-hmm. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if it's going to work right? But you're a living in between therapist and coaching. The grass is greener on the coaching side. Um, so that's just my opinion. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, just pills are band-aids and I know some people do need medication and I'm not disrespecting that by no means, but they weren't doing me any good. I still felt horrible. I wasn't doing, I mean, there was a time I wouldn't even leave my house. So, you know, I have, you know, the anxiety and now being able to embrace that anxiety and use it to, for good and not evil yeah, is it. just fabulous. So Carrie, you are, you were on some meds when we started yes. together, right? Yes. So, yes. I was. And how about today? No, not no. a single medication. And I quit smoking. <laughs> Thanks, Joshua. Yes. <laughs> You took care of the smoking part. You did. Freaking amazing. So Carrie, is there anything else that you want to mention? You know, when I hang up, there's probably a hundred things. All I know (laughs) is you guys have just done so much for me. I wouldn't hesitate if anyone is in hesitation. Try a class. Just try a class. See, put a hundred percent in it. I did. And I have no regrets, not a single regret. I love it. So what's what's coming up for you now? Like what's brewing in your life? Summer's brewing now. I know we're getting a big snowstorm today, but my busy season's around the corner. The phone calls are starting to come in. The calendar's filling up. And it just gets so busy around here. And I love that, the excitement and getting back outside in my garden. So... I'm looking forward to this summer. Love it. Love it. 
All right. Hello, Carrie. Thank you for being here with me today and for sharing your story, your experience, your transformation, and your beautiful energy as always with the audience. If anybody has any questions, feel free to send me a private message. And if you have something that you're wondering specifically about Carrie too, you can ask. And I'll see if she would like to go deeper into I'm it. I'm hoping that, guys. <laughs> So thank you, Carrie, and thank you everyone who's been here. And uh, we will, I will see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.